welcome to another episode of the Trinity United Church Legon Podcast. And now for today's teaching. We thank God for today. We thank God that by his grace and his mercy, we have the opportunity to go through the Christology, the issue of Christology, the doctrine of Christ, the doctrine of Christ. I want to thank Sofo Penning, Sofo Ving, the leaders and all who made it possible for us to be here. We are so grateful to God. Who is Christ to you? Who is Christ to you? This question is a question that I've engaged the, everybody and continue to engage each and every one of us. To the Christian, it has several implications. Who is Jesus Christ? If I should ask you now, who is Jesus Christ to you? Some will say, Jesus, I am a lover, lover. Jesus, I am a lover, Some will tell you, Jesus is my savior. Some will tell you a whole lot of things. To the Muslim, who is not a Christian, he or she will also present a certain understanding of who Jesus is. To the Catholic, there's a certain understanding of who Jesus is. So Jesus himself, when he was here, knew that there was issue with his identity, who he was. So he asked the people who were following him, who do men say that I am? So this morning he's asking you the same question. Who do you? Mr. President, who do you say Jesus is? My man, who do you say Jesus is? Papa Organist, who do you say Jesus is? Uh-huh. Organist, each and every one of us will have different answers based on our religious context, the context we find ourselves. Even in Christendom, mainline in quote, Orthodox Christians, mainland charismatic Pentecostal Christians will have different understanding of Christ, fortunately or unfortunately. In this series of teaching, we want to look at first his pre-existence, second, his incarnation, third, his mission. Today, we will prove, hopefully by God's grace, after the teaching that Jesus had lived before coming to be born of the Virgin Mary. Moving on, let's be mindful that there are several theories about this Jesus, where he has come from, and his mission. <clears throat> like I said earlier, Jesus wants to know. So if you read Matthew chapter 22, Verse 42, what think ye of Christ? Whose son is he? Is he the son of Joseph? The son of Mary? Or whose son is he? The son of God most high. Pre-existence. When we talk about pre-existence, what comes to mind? Meaning, this 
entity, this character, this person lived before the time he or she finds him or herself in. Today, can I say, some of the country can say, you can't pre existence and one, let's just say, Ansana or Bebano, not a Danny Ebaba, no mere Eheko, Wale, we don't know, but he was there. Inti Nkwalano Epesa, memory verse on a John ten thirty. Oh, Uncle Sunday school wants a macho. John ten thirty. Be in the rhyme and call on the rhyme, no. John 10, 30. Ah. Good. Now I know you went to Sunday school. A more special rhyme will be a ship. John 10, 30. I and my father are one. Now, I just say, power room. Pre-existence. Now, I just say, oh, 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 the issues in the incarnation. Some people are saying that no, Jesus is a special creation of God. So he was specially made at a specific time for a specific mission. No, he was. And he will. And he will be. But what do I say? Owoho, ansana. Na obewoho, na obesan awoho. So pre-existence gives us the idea of a former state of, or pre, um, previous to something else. And in the case of Jesus, it's pre-existence means that before he became man and walked upon the earth, he was already in existence as the second person of the triune God. So we say that he was God who was Father, who was Son, and who was Holy Spirit. We believe in one God who is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And the second person of the Trinity, we say that had existed, pre-existed before his time. He existed. If he did exist before, let's go to the next slide, Daniel. If he did pre-exist, what does that mean to us? It means that he is composed of what we call eternity of being eternity of being. And eternity cannot be differentiated in the context of time. Now, it just said, way before time, he was. He doesn't have a beginning and he doesn't have an end. We don't know how he starts or he started. What is evidently clear is that he was there. So if you believe as I believe, as we believe in God, question that most children will ask is that who created God? When you teach Sunday school, one of the questions the children ask, who created God? Where did God come from? And the teacher will say, God was before all things. Jesus similarly was before all things. He has eternal being and he is not subjected to our chronological or our idea of time. We are temporal people. And scripture tells us that Abroswa 70, 80, Kakrana, Oho Kranos, oh, 
when you are 80, when you are 90, they say, oh, he's still around. Nature said, they are telling you something. He's still around. She's still around. Nature said, in the minds of people, we know that we are temporal beings. We come and then we go. Jesus Christ is the second person of the Trinity and he has eternal being. So the sonship of Christ is an eternal sonship in the eternal Godhead. Again, his name is I am. And in the Greek, Papa, can Greek but we'll use an expression. There's an expression, ego aimi. Ego aimi. I am. Ordinarily, in the Greek, every verb has the first person. So you don't need to say, I am going. The I am is in the going. But in the context of the New Testament, we see that Jesus is presented as the ego aimi. I am who I am. That is the concept. That is the idea. And we see it in the Old Testament also. So he is complete in the self. Fiti ashasiano. Na oye nyame oye Complete. He is the I am. So particularly in John's gospel, we encounter what we call the I am sayings of Jesus. And it transcends the existential import that has been given to it. So if Jesus is saying, I am the bread of life, it is more than bread that he is talking about. Nature say, I can give you bread today, I can give you tomorrow, I can give you forever and ever. But if me, I promise you that, oh, I am... I am limited. I have expiry dates. Me koka kra. Me jai. Kenti fiu eni ni ame ba haje wi. Inye ma chano maya. Me inti me nko enko siye A time will come, you will look for me, you won't find me. But in the concept of a go Amy from an eternal perspective, tells us that this Jesus Christ had lived and will live and is living. And that is great news for us. We'll look at the import of that later. Moving on again, we have said that, the, then let's get the slide, the eternal being, and we have looked at the sonship of Christ. is an eternal sonship in the eternal Godhead. His name is I am, and this expresses eternity of being. And Jesus pre-existed with the Father, came down from heaven. If you have an understanding of these things, it helps. First, it debunks the Islamic notion that Jesus was one of the prophets. A different movie. No! Jesus was not a prophet. He was God. And is God. And will be God. He was and is, and will, good. The Biem, he was, and is, and will, good. He is not what? He is not, 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 he is not, very good. So, let us box on, so that we go deeper and deeper. If you will forget what we have said until now, we are saying that Jesus pre-existed. Now, Jesus pre-existed. 
Are we all good? Great. Next slide. Done. He existed before being born of the Virgin Mary. So those who will argue from the point of entry that, oh, let's look at it. Yes, he has a special birth. He's a special person. He's a special character. And in most religions, and particularly in Islam and other close religions, we will understand them arguing for special character, special nature. Some will even say that the spirit of God came upon him at birth. And then on the cross, the spirit left him. So the body that was on the cross was not the real body. You see, it was artificial. That guy he could do magic. He could do things. If you are a little older, there were magicians in the 80s that would come to our village. They will kill somebody three days. And after, will come after three days to try and bring the person to life. That is the idea they tell us. That, oh, you see, at conception, the spirit of the Lord came upon him. And then on the cross, that spirit left him. So the body that was there was not, it's just dead body. False. Jesus pre-existed. Not just at the conception, not just at the time that it was formed, the wonder God only next week we'll look at. He was there before coming to be born of the Virgin Mary. He dwelt in the bosom of the Father. And John 10, 30, we have said, I and my Father are one. And then he had pre-existence of being. So he didn't get this being at conception. Pre-existed. I hope we are okay. Moving on to the next. If you go home and you have time, please write these scriptures and you can take time to go through. John's Gospel, chapter 1, from 1 to 3. Romans, chapter 1, verse 20. Matthew, John 17, 3 to 5. Matthew 3, verse 11. Hebrews 7, 1 to 4. John 6, 33, John 6, 41, John 6, 50, 58, and 62. We'll take it again. John 1, 1 to 3. We'll read John's together and some few together. So we prove our point that we are making. In John he gives us a certain idea. N-R-K-N-O-Logos. And the expression N-R-K, which is in the beginning, brings to mind whatever you will call beginning. However your beginning is, whatever you will think of as the beginning, he was there. Indeed, if your beginning, your perception of beginning, NRK, 
whatever, however the beginning was and is, this word existed from that time. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. So three steps to prove. From that focal point, some have said that our human mind cannot comprehend all of the understanding of God. In fact, if we are able to decode God, it makes us say, God will cease to be God. You can't understand God. Let me just chip this in. So when you meet anybody who claims to have control over God, take it easy. You, mortal man, can, and some will, I know at the right time, some will say, I command God, Jesus and the angels, you, mortal man, command God, most high. And go to John, we understand that NRK in that, and we will not find until maybe we go to be with the Lord and ask Him questions. When I go to heaven, I have a lot of questions I will ask God. Wherever that beginning starts, however that beginning is, Jesus was there. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. The same in reference to. Jesus the Christ, the word, was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him. And without him was not anything made that was made. And later we'll come and look at this idea of pre-existence in Pauline thoughts. And we'll engage it. What we are arguing for, he's not just a special power that was imbibed in a certain body at conception. That came, exist, he was. And at the arcade, at the initial point, Jesus was. He pre-existed. Let's go to our next slide, Daniel. He, from the account of the passages that we will read when we go home, the assignment, next week I will take the assignment. One page, you write one page. When we teach, we give assignment. So you read the verses, you summarize it. Madam, message you say is in, right? I will take the assignment. Uh-huh. So please, we know that he existed as the word, part of the Godhead, was with God, and in fact was God. And God manifested in the flesh. Jesus being God is a difficult theological theme. I met the professor of New Testament at the Jones Griffith Uni in Germany. And this professor will argue that, yes, Jesus was God, had special abilities, but Jesus being God, he finds it difficult to accept. A lot of scholars, a lot of students of the Bible will say, yes, there was something unique about Jesus. But for us, the Bible brings it clearly, it points it clearly that he was God. 
and he is God, and he will be God. Because all the attributes of God are linked to him. And let's be God. No human can do this. Okay. Let us move on. After we have summarized these things. The next slide, please. So we can make some time. Pre-existence in Pauline thoughts. And here we will spend some time. From the passage that Mama read from us. Colossians chapter 1. From 15. Follow. If you have your Bible, please open. If you have your phone, take your phone. Colossians 1. Before we delve into this text, I want to ask you an empirical or essential question. Is Christ enough? Is Jesus enough for you? Is Christ enough? Bible, Daho iPhone 14, or the new one is 15, all right, or 14. It's on the Bible. Case one. You go to the same place, an open public place, a party somewhere, and there's iPhone, and there's a talisman on it. Which of these two iPhones will be stolen? A or B? A. If somebody look at you quietly and say, in Jesus, you will see. In Jesus' name, you will see. And somebody look at you quietly after a heated debate or argument and mention some power and say, hey, you will see. Which of them will put fear in you? A or B? B. Professor Kwesi Dixon raises a very interesting analogy in the Colossian context. Say, a man over belt, I won't braces, suspenders, and I'm America for one friend, suspenders. Uh huh, dear. See, to us, he's not enough. Can no go belt, assign our suspenders, and that man have trust issues. Sabe man, and forbid that. Because the suspenders are enough. We have, we, have, we have the importance very soon. Pre-existed in the Colossian context. People were saying that this Christ you follow is not enough. It's not enough. You need another power. You need another strength. So Paul will use this and to argue for the case for Christ. And from 15, he says, Who is the image of the invisible God? The firstborn of every creation, and it will explain that very text, is if you have a santi tree or ga, the old one, there was an issue with this kind of translation. And it's the new one, it has been corrected. For by him were all things created that are in heaven, that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him. 17. And he is before all things. And by him all things consist. And he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, 
that in all things he might have the preeminence. For it pleased the Father that in him should all fullness dwell. And having made peace through the blood of his cross, by him to reconcile all things unto himself by him, I say, whether they be things in earth or things in heaven. And this is the proof, this is the verdict. Christ pre-existed. Existed. Let us look at the first slide, Daniel, and try to situate this in context. From 15, it comes out clearly who is, he was, the, he was with God from the beginning, and his earthly presence represented the image of God. And it's captured that who is the image of the invisible God. To understand this better, I don't know if those of us who were born in 2000s will know, but long ago, if you took a picture, the photographer will tell you, or two weeks' time, or three weeks' time, the picture will be brought to you. Uh-huh. And those photographers were special people. The skills they will use to even take the pictures. And after they have taken the pictures, if you are fortunate, you are taking a lot of pictures, maybe wedding pictures, they will bring you something we call the negative. Some will say, or some might. Then you will have to select, uh-huh, you will not see it, you see it black and white. You see the mango tree where the leaves are white. Then you point, I like this one, I like this one, I like the mipewe, mipewe, mipewe. Now, they are going to use hydroquinone and other things in the dark room and all the signs of it. That film, Kojak or whatever, Fujifu or whatever, uh-huh. we are a living legend. That Kojak that is brought. We've not seen this God before. And because Christ was with this God, he comes to our context to give us a vivid imagery of this God. So we can see for the first time in the Christ event, this God, this negative, as we call it, this summary, how God is and looks like. So Paul will say that Jesus comes to give us a foretaste, an idea of who God is. The image of the invisible God. And in 15 again, he said the firstborn of all creations. And here I will explain, take time to delve into it. He is in fact the architect of creation. And was there before the foundations of the earth was laid. All things in creation have their existence because of him. Let's come to our church. And the main door is the only entrance to the church. Once you are inside, then you have gone through the door. But what's the analogy? What's the made to the that is the idea being propagated here. That all things, 
because he was there, all things will have to pass through him to have reality. So if they did not pass through him, they don't have reality. They don't have existence. Meaning, he was the architect. He was the brain. He was the consultant. He was the mason. He was the plumber. He was the electrician of creation. So he cannot be part of creation. But what's your argument? And to what I say, Jesus is a special creation. This text debunks that. If I was there, when the thing was being created, how do you put me as part of the thing? All things came through him. Why I was saying that the old translation in the Asantitri Ga was wrong then has been corrected by the Bible Society in the new versions is that it's situated in the it was not as if he was first created. No. He was the one who created. Oh no no. Yeah yeah. So the other time when I was posted to my station now I'm even big now so you can imagine and somebody was looking for the pastor. I was outside working with the youth trying to clean the church. And a young man came to me. Sofu M. Small. Confess Sofu Bra. Go call Sofu M. Come. said, I am the one. The one you are looking for. So there will be a day. And I serious. I said, And I begin to assist him, engage him. I have given you the document. The family has come for the other of service, other things for me. So I know the document he was holding. So many soft for now, many are there anymore. Oh, sir, the Ubabe can was a man of my friend, so Mama Ubimbra. I know what you are even coming to discuss. In the same way, Jesus cannot be part of creation. He created. Father, what I say? Oh, no, no, boy. So you can't situate him in creation. And he is not the first to be created. He was the one who created. He was the architect, the planner, and the brain behind. And in fact, Paul argues to the point that things were created for his pleasure. Moving on. 16. For by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth. So now some scientists, I've seen my brother, the great physicist behind. So, yeah, discoveries emerge. If must say, oh, Christians were saying that, oh, you go up, you can go further than we perceive. As far as it can exist, ever exist, Jesus has power over that. As low as it can get to, he has power over that. He was there. He knows. As wide as it can get to, he has power over that. And all things, heaven, uranu in the Greek, gives a certain deeper understanding. It's not just the atmosphere, stratosphere, the sphere. Uh-huh. He created it. He has control over and those on the earth. And if you believe in the pre-existence of Christ and in the power of Christ, 
You are not afraid of a power or a spirit or a force or any authority, any principality. Before Jesus was. And he is therefore 17. And he is before all things. And by him all things consist. For him and by him. For his pleasure. That's the point we are proving. Move to the next slide, Daniel. 18. The joy of this wonderful exegesis we are doing. The joy of Christ being pre-existent having all power, having all control, is that for us as Christians, he is the head of our church. He is part of us. He is the one who owns this church, who owns the body of Christ. So therefore, we don't have a cause to be afraid. We don't have a reason to doubt, as happened in the church in Colossae. We are not to be belt and braces Christians. We are to have at the back of our minds that In Akan, there is a proverb that it said that kwa tre, kwa se obedein. You know the English version? If Mr. Nothing promises you something, listen to his name. His name is Nothing. Jesus has proven that if that is the case then, how does that link to us? Let's say and say, It was intentional. He knew what he was coming to do for us. So our salvation is intentional. Intentionality of our salvation. It's not anyhow. Or she said, this is the problem. I was there. I made it to be this way. It's not working that way. Let me go and make it work. I choose to go and make it work. Intentionality of our salvation. And again, Jesus coming to us demonstrates the love of God for us. And then assurance of his promises. So I will do you show. My mom will be there. Nothing give me. Nothing I get. But the one who gets something in his hands, if he says, I will give you, then he will what? Give you. We will end here and continue next week. Thank you for your attention. God bless you. We are glad you joined us for today's episode. To engage with us some more, Kindly search for Trinity United Church, Legon, on YouTube and Facebook and give us a follow. 
You can also join us every Sunday on the premises of Trinity Theological Seminary, Legon. Thank you.